you are about to enter Chuck versus the podcast, the place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McFarland. Adam Baldwin. Sarah Lancaster. Interactive interviews. Julia Lane. Phil Clemmer. All the cast. Dixon High. Tony Hale. Scott Krinsky. Mark Christopher Lawrence. Anita Federici. Fun hosts. This is Mel. This is Liz. Now you can see how wacko we are. The writers. Allie Adler. Scott Rosenbaum. Zev Farrow. The editors. Matt Barber. Jeff Granville. Kevin Mock. Contests. We are giving away a Chuck Press Kit. The directors. Jason Enzo. Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griff. The music. This is Tim Jones. Guest hosts. I'm Kaylee from Toronto. Conventions. Lights come up and here comes Jeffster out on stage. Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is great. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode 75 for Wednesday, December 1st, 2010. And this is our last episode of the year, our holiday episode, which is why we're all doing holiday things. And uh, so we're going to have a lot of fun today. The Chuck midseason finale just aired, and we're going to talk a lot about that in a minute. But first, the news. First up is ratings for Chuck vs. the Leftovers. It benefited from a lack of competition as the other networks were airing reruns and some uh, not-so-great specials that kind of tanked. Mm. Um, this episode scored season-high numbers with approximately 6.1 million viewers and a 2.0 in an 18 to 49 demo. Not a bad way in the first part of the season. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, a nice bounce back from uh, last week's numbers and a good, strong episode for it to happen on. But uh, speaking of ratings, Chuck also garnered another high rating. It is the most pirated television show, mm-hmm. according to The Hollywood Reporter, who sampled uh, Pirate Bay. Yep, Twitter has been a buzz about it. And everybody's just, you know, wondering why and wondering the effects pre- predominantly. Um, I, I know that there's... There's a lot of factors that we should mention, and I think a huge one is the fact that Chuck uh, has not been on iTunes, which everybody is just, you know, mad about that. <laughs> There's a mm-hmm. lot of people who, who love getting it off iTunes. They, they, they stream it to their Apple TV or to their iPod or iPhone, and it hasn't been on iTunes. And so um, a lot of people just don't like streaming, even though it's available at Amazon.com. It's available at Hulu. Um if you don't like to stream, for a lot of people, that's the only other way they, they can watch it. Um, well, Amazon, you can download, because that's what I do to make the screen caps, is I download it off of Amazon. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and again, with Amazon, it's what, 99 cents per? It's ninety nine. $1.99. $1.99. Unless you get the season pass, and it's $1.89. Yeah. So so again, there's the, the free factor. Uh, a lot of people don't want to yeah. pay that um, a lot of But people- if people are doing it that way instead of watching it live you know that's hurting our ratings yeah yeah well it sure is and and a lot of people have been saying well it's because chuck is not um released everywhere internationally at the same time some people have said that they have to wait as much as a year to see it in their country so that's why they download it illegally even, even though it's it's available right away on the uk uh, itunes i think mm-hmm. um so it, you know, it, I I would just say to anybody listening 
that we do have to remember um, we can we're never in a comfortable spot in the ratings with Chuck. And, and if we love this show and you have a choice now, some people you may argue from from your location, you, you just maybe you can't um, you just can't wait a year for for Chuck. That's not who I'm talking to right now. But if you are in a position where you can obtain it legitimately and and legally, we do urge you to do that because your your eyes do make a difference to the advertisers mm -hmm. and to the network. Right. And if you can stream it on NBC.com, that is a big help. Even if you can't watch it live, if you don't have a DVR, if you're not a Nielsen family, you don't think you're going to count. So you may as well just, you know, pirate it. Watch it at NBC.com if at all possible, because they do count those. They also count Hulu, but NBC.com uh, streams are weighted a little bit heavier on NBC's internal ratings um, uh, analysis. So if you can, we encourage you to do that. Yep. And, and also, I think for a lot of people, um, they, they go to the store and they see how expensive a lot of DVRs are, and they don't realize that there are more inexpensive options. Um, I suggest to people, I'm not going to, going to go in great detail here, but I suggest that you look into some of the PC-based DVRs out there for PC or Mac. You can get really inexpensive uh, recording devices that will record TV to your computer. You can get dual-tuner ones. Um, so that you can record more than one thing at once. I think uh, for a lot of people, it's an issue of they were watching Dancing with the Stars and they had no other way of recording it. And so, hence, that that might be why they might be tempted to go to Pirate Bay or a place like that. But if mm -hmm. you have a, a really expensive way of, of recording more than one channel at once, hey, um, 80 bucks or 100 bucks for one of those computer-based DVRs, uh, pays for itself really quickly if you tape a lot of shows. Yeah. I don't know how I survived without my DVR so long. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <clears throat> Multiple ones. Yeah. Well, we have some great, exciting news around here. Mm -hmm. Chuck versus the podcast is nominated for two 2010 podcast awards. Woo! Thanks to you, Chucksters. Yeah. <laughs> According to the site, 1.1 million nomination um, votes were cast for a total of 2,900. I choked over this number. 2,931 podcasts. Yikes. We're nominated for best produced. Thank you, Gray. Mm -hmm. and best video podcast and now we're asking for you to vote for us to win in those categories with more than a million visitors to our site each month or their site this is a it's a terrific opportunity to provide more exposure for chuck mm -hmm. so um yeah it's excellent voting is open today december 1st through uh 11:59 p.m. p.m. eastern standard time on december 15th and we do want to stress that you can absolutely vote daily. The votes reset at midnight Eastern Standard Time every night. So make sure that you get your votes in during the day. And every day from December 1st through the 15th, you can cast your vote. Your vote obviously does make a difference because it was your vote that got us from a million uh, votes down to being nominated in uh, the top 10 uh, of each of these categories. So really, really exciting, and especially because it can spread the word about Chuck. Uh, and actually, one of the things uh, we are going to do is uh, we're going to be featuring, uh, during Chuck's hiatus, uh, some of our older episodes that you might have missed or or maybe you just started watching the podcast and never went back to the beginning. So uh, since Chuck is going to be on hiatus until January 17th, 
when NBC launches their new Monday night lineup of Chuck, The Cape, and Harry's Law. I'm pretty excited about at least the first two of those. Um, uh, in the meantime, we've got some things you can do. And one of them is we're going to be having the 15 days of Podcast Miss Maca. <laughs> Say that one three times fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, of course, a shout out to the OC. But every day, what we're going to do is we're going to count down our favorite episodes of the podcast. And some of them stand out right away. Um, I loved uh, talking to Tim Jones. That was one of our first interviews. Uh, the the uh, the Jeffster special was a lot of fun. Um, wh what are some of the episodes that you guys uh, remember? Oh, the rally for the season three renewal campaign mm -hmm. when we had 16, 17 people. Yeah. That was amazing. That was just a kind of a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I liked our first Brady Bunch style. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so we're, we're going to pick 15 of our favorites and post one new one every day at chucktv.net. So make sure you go back every single day to see which one we've picked for the day. And also, you can join Happy Days at chucktv.net on Monday nights as she hosts a Season 4 rewatch party. Um, and so uh, there's there's a number of things you can do, including as well, always, 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 in, in the holiday time, you're going to be seeing your family and friends and have maybe a little bit more free time. I know when, when my brother came to visit uh, last Christmas, I introduced him to Chuck and we watched the entire first season of Chuck together and he got hooked on Chuck. So, so definitely there's opportunities to introduce your friends and family to Chuck over the holidays. That's right. In fact, my nieces have requested Chuck season one to watch during the holidays because they didn't start watching until season three. Yeah. So actually the very end of season two. So. We've got some episodes to go through with them. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, Chuck DVDs make great holiday gifts. And uh, you can always buy them through the links that we have at chuckpodcast.com to support the podcast. Uh, Amazon.com has some great deals. And you can actually uh, buy any Christmas gift through our links. And we get a little bit of a kickback. And it's a nice little way to sponsor us for the upcoming year. Mm -hmm. But we're going to move on to uh, the last episode that we have of Chuck for the year, the mid-season finale, Chuck versus the Leftovers. Um, there's been some mixed reviews about this one. What, what did you guys think? Mixed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think what was good was so good mm -hmm. that it kind of makes up for what was lackluster. I thought Timothy Dalton was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, his, you know, the first time we saw him, he went from Tuttle to Volkov and had us all, you know, jaws on the floor with his, just his skill, mm -hmm. the acting skill of going from one character to another. And so I just, I wasn't really expecting now that he's just Volkov, I wasn't really expecting to be wowed again, but mm -hmm. I just, you know, throughout the episode, I just kept going, oh my gosh. What is he doing? <laughs> what is going on? I mean, he just, he, he, he's the best villain we have ever had on the show. And I mean, one of the best villains I can remember from television. Mm. I am loving what he is doing with this character. Oh, yeah. And, and the great thing is that to be a villain, you don't have to be all negative and evil. I mean, no, he's got great humor. And yet yeah. you still, even when he's playing charades, you know that he could pull out a gun and shoot somebody <laughs> at any time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was expecting him to. <laughs> yeah. 
because this is how you threaten someone, Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then, you know, he was so hurt. I mean, he was genuinely hurt that Mary had not told him that she had children. Yeah. You know, kids love me. I mean, he was just, I was howling with laughter when he said that. But once you start thinking about where he's coming from, mm-hmm. you know, he's just so hurt that this woman that he clearly adores, even though she's rolling her eyes at yeah. him behind his back, you know, he obviously adores her and he's just hurt that she didn't share this with him over the course of 20 years. I, that was unexpected. Mm-hmm. So unexpected. And I just loved it. And I have to say difficult to pull off. And, yeah. and this was the episode that Zachary Levi directed. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, even though I, we are going to get to some of the things that we're maybe a little less excited about in, in a moment, but I would have to say that, that getting that balance right would have been very, very tough to direct. Um, so he, he did, did definitely he do a, a great job with those, those scenes. Yeah. I just thought Volkov was nuts. Mm-hmm. In the it's, best way. Yeah. And saying, no, I really think that he's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's got, you know, a full deck going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and fascinating to have the fact that he now knows every vulnerability of theirs. Like he that knows exactly me. where they live. He knows everybody in their family. He knows that Ellie's pregnant. I mean, he even has uh, uh, however long that drive was with with Zachary Levi. Yeah. I mean, with Chuck talking about his insecurities with Sarah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows everything about them. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. He, he knows he, that the Bymore is the CIA base. Yeah. He's He knows that Morgan is involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, oh yeah, he's trouble. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just gonna so enjoy watching him be trouble. He's a loaded gun now. And, uh, I was shocked when Mary blurted that out. He's my son. Mm-hmm. I, I really I just did not. I mean, after all her talk of trying to protect, but I guess in that sense too you know that was the only thing she could do to protect chuck to keep him from me because he was going to die mm-hmm. yeah and she knew shoot. she knew that if she told him that he was her son that volkov couldn't he just he would not be able to shoot him mm-hmm. although we did get that hilarious routine there really 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 <laughs> really you know <laughs> Oh, I was like, really? did, you need to, did you need to make a call and check with someone else now? Or <laughs> yeah, that was, really, that was really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. <laughs> speaking of funny, um, we had some really hilarious, I thought, payoffs in the Die Hard yeah. <laughs> with with Morgan. I thought um, <gasps> that that scene with the the tape on the back. <laughs> Um, Just... was, I, mean, I couldn't oh, stop goodness. laughing at that. Um, but how did he get it on? How did he tape it to himself if he couldn't reach? Um, I mean, Some, I guess you could put positive... all the tape kind of across the gun and then just kind of slap lay it on it. Yeah, that's what somebody suggested that he had like set it all out on the floor and then he just laid down on it and that's how he got it there. Which I could kind of see Morgan doing that. Yeah, something like that. That was but, hilarious. As soon as I saw that bloody foot all bandaged up like that, I knew what was coming. <laughs> I, you know, as soon as I saw when he was in the ducks with the with a wife beater on and barefoot, 
Mm-hmm. That's when it hit me. Oh my yeah. gosh. They're making Morgan the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was too funny. Too yeah, funny. It was it was it was it was funny and I and I think for the sake of that payoff, like we couldn't have had a payoff like that without the setup. I I did think that some of the diehard comparisons were a little strained. Like, yeah, it started to creak a little bit. Like kicking over the, the thumbtacks onto the floor. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think we, we it was wasn't quite implemented as well as I would have liked. Yeah, it wasn't quite as organic as uh, some of the homages they've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the payoff, I think, I can forgive them for some of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, for the sake of that payoff, it was one of the better payoffs that we've had. Yeah. Um, good mythology in this episode. I I, I really enjoyed um, the whole idea of Ellie cracking the one problem. Yes. And then... She couldn't continue it because at that point it had to be passed to Chuck and only Ch- Chuck would know the answer to the next part of it. Mm-hmm. So sort of forcing them to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I did think, and th- and this is where a, a number of people have commented about this on, on Twitter, that um, it, it's great that Chuck has the intersect back, but mm-hmm. it would have been nice going into this long hiatus if we got even a hint of what was different like what was in that playstation that chuck flashed on um rather than him him just repeat i know kung fu again Mm -hmm. maybe he flashes something different and then we break for the hiatus would have been neat i know some kind of a different flash what did you guys think of that Hmm. i thought in a in an episode full of callbacks and inside jokes and rewards for viewers, for longtime viewers. I am okay with that mm-hmm. ending, even though it was repetitive. It worked for me. Uh, you know, it wouldn't have, if, I think if we hadn't had so many callbacks then and so many Easter eggs, it might have fallen a little bit flat, but it was okay for me. Mm-hmm. I think we did get some hints that the intersect is different. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it was a little, when it was starting up, it was a little bit different. It was a little blurry. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like the images came faster than before. Um, and it seemed like maybe he had a little more control over control. it. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. That's what it seemed like to me too. Yeah. So I yeah. think we got just some tiny hints and you know, it might've been, it might've been nice to have something a little more overt, to for us to gnaw on for the next seven weeks but i think we got some clues that there's something different and i think also if you think back to ellie when devin comes in and asks her you know if she's fixed it she's like oh yeah i fixed it 20 minutes ago now i'm doing this Mm -hmm. um i i think there's some some hints in her dialogue too that maybe she made some improvements Oh, interesting. Mm. Like maybe, maybe she fixed whatever it was that uh, caused um, Stephen and Ch- Chuck to both need the governor. Mm-hmm. Maybe she, yeah, maybe she corrected whatever that was because she said that her dad came at it from an engineer's perspective, mm-hmm. and she was coming at it, you know, as a neurologist. So she's going to make it more organic. So maybe she maybe she fixed some things. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, maybe she streamlined some things. 
that if it were a computer, yeah, but it's a brain. Which, so, which leaves some really, really interesting connections. Um, one of them is obviously if Papa B was leaving this laptop and Mama B was the one who led Ellie to that laptop, mm-hmm. then Mama B and Papa B had to have been talking. Don't you think? Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. been, that's been a speculation since she got the, um, since Mama B led her to the car. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that Mama Bartowski knew exactly where that PSP thing was. Yeah. In in the cave. So I think that they were talking. I think they were somehow in communication. Maybe not directly, mm-hmm. but you know, some sort of roundabout way. Yeah, and they had a plan. I mean, those are some very specific pieces of a puzzle to put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm anxious to see what Ellie's part is in this because, you know, Devin has now forbidden Chuck to tell her that he's part of the spy world again. And, mm-hmm. you know, he won't have it. He just isn't going to have it, which, ooh, that was kind of bye-bye, easygoing Devin. Mm-hmm. I, don't think <laughs> ever, I don't think we've ever seen him be that serious and, and um, well, not really aggressive, but, you know, he was, he was being forceful. With Chuck and protecting Allie and the baby. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll have to see how that pans out. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely, he's he's getting more protective the closer they get to the birth. Yeah, and that kind of frustrated me because I so wanted you know Chuck and Ellie to work together in that episode, but I mean I I totally understood what he was doing and why, mm-hmm. but I couldn't help you know part of me was, was still frustrated that. I guess I'm impatient for, for Ellie and Chuck to work together on this. I just yeah. think it'll be so cool. Yeah. Um, we had that uh, strip pole dancing martial art <laughs> at the beginning, which is which is a it's kind of a one trick pony joke, and it was funny. I mean, when he yeah. when he used the uh, the pole move in their fight, I I, yeah. I guess that was all it needed to do, and it was funny. Yeah. And it was such a Morgan thing to do. Yeah. To sign them up for that. That's your training. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I guess I guess uh for me, um, the episode was just a little maybe uneven is the way that I would say it. Like we so we had these great strong laughs and we had good mythology, and then there were just some kind of little bumpiness in the road, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, this is the same writer, um, Myers, who wrote episode five, I think. I think that's right. Uh, the Casey episode. Mm-hmm. And that one was also a little bit bumpy. Yeah. I think he's, you know, he's stronger on in the spy action because he's the one that came from a, a background of like NYPD Blue and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, kind of the gritty dramas. Yeah. And so I think that's why the, like the mythology stuff he's good at. Mm-hmm. I think he does a, a nice job with that. But then, you know, the rest of it, he, I don't think he's quite caught the tone of Chuck. Yeah. I don't think he's quite figured out how to make that all flow. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think this was a stronger outing for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And I mean, he's, he's got a lot of it down. I mean, he's got some big laughs and, and some great, mm-hmm 
family scenes. I, I thought the whole charades thing was a blast. Oh um, Did you catch the Easter egg in that one? Did you know what he was, what his, the movie was? Born Identity? No, Lawrence of Arabia. No, I didn't get that one. And remember what Tuttle told Chuck in his first episode? Lawrence of Arabia is when he had his first sexual experience. Oh, it was with that yeah. movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was another callback. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, they were everywhere there. And the inside jokes, there was a Nerd Machine logo on the the laptop that one of Volkov's people had at the Bymore. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you know, we come back and we we swoop into that scene. Or there's a close-up in that as that scene's opening uh-huh. on the on the laptop. And it's the Nerd Machine. The logo <laughs> for the Nerd Machine. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just, I mean, it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, obviously it was Zach directing. Yeah, I thought that was cool, though, that he, he figured that, you know, he yeah. had to do that. We had a fountain scene, you know, for, for the Chuck and Sarah fans who love the fountain scenes. We had one of those. It was short, but mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cute that they still do that, even though they live together. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I mean, there were just, that may, that may be a project for our hiatus is how many inside jokes and callbacks were there in this one episode alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would yeah. be fun to do. So, so I mean, it was it was an enjoyable episode. It was it was fun. Uh, there were some great laughs, good mythology. Um, I, I don't think it was a bad episode. I don't think it was it was one of the the strongest of the season so far. But a decent way to leave us for the hiatus. Um, we know that that Chuck's back and he's ready to kick some butt. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm I'm curious to see what we're what's going to happen in the second half of the the season. You know, I think it's indicative of what a strong season this has been so far, that this episode has us kind of scratching our heads a little bit and thinking something's a little off. Mm-hmm. Because if you put this episode in season three, it would be, I think, considered one of the strongest mm-hmm. of that season. So I think it's really interesting that this would probably still rate like a seven and a half or an eight out of ten for most people. But because season four has been so strong, that mm. makes it feel, you know, mediocre. Yeah. And especially after last week's episode, which was just Fifth. out yeah. of the park. But, you know, you can't really compare the two mm-hmm. because last last week's episode was, you know, it was our core group. We didn't really have, we didn't have Mama Bartowski and we didn't have Volkov. We had the people we started with. Mm-hmm. It was sort of a bottle episode in that way, but except that it wasn't really a bottle episode. Um, but, and it was, it was a very internal story mm-hmm. and this was an external story. This was a mythology story. This was, uh, you know, bringing back Linda Hamilton and Timothy Dalton and, and it was a, it was just a different type of story, mm-hmm. but yeah, last week's was so strong. And then, you know, this one kind of didn't have a chance. I don't think after going off of that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we didn't talk about Linda Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going toe yeah, to toe with Timothy Dalton and making it look like a walk in the park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just don't know where she's at or where she's I mean I I, I can understand Chuck's hesitation on trusting her. I don't trust her. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, she she could be doing all this to protect her children, like she says, but I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Is she? 
the, uh, is she good? Is I she bad? I want to, you know, she's a Bartowski. I want to think that she's good. Mm-hmm. I want to because I think it would be it would be really great for the story mm-hmm. because I think I don't know. I think anything else would be too typical, don't you think? It would be too expected. Yeah, and it, and it raises the question because she obviously knows how to control Volkov. Yeah. So what's she still doing there? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, I, I know they they made a reference to the fact that. It's not about him, but it's about his organization. Right. She wants to take take it down, but she's had 20 years to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, she didn't gain his trust. She didn't make him fall in love with her right away overnight. Mm-hmm. So you have to assume there were a few years involved. Um, and, and even, you know, she probably wasn't even around him for the first few years. Wouldn't she have had to work her way up, I would assume? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, give her give her some time to do that. But, but yeah, at the same time, if she's been there for 20 years and he's completely besotted with her, Mm -hmm. then yeah. I mean, that's just an easy way. That's an easy weapon for her Mm -hmm. to take down the organization. But you have to think I was watching, as I was watching her manipulate him, I was thinking, you know, what kind of mental fortitude does it take? Would it take for her to have been in this situation for 20 years mm-hmm. to have the psychopath <laughs> that she's trying to get close to and figure out how to manipulate and, and get what she needs, you know, do what she needs to do and keep herself safe and keep her family safe. And, you know, she succeeded in keeping her family a secret for 20 years. Yeah. So I'm even more int- intrigued by her character. And I think we learned a lot more about Mary Bartowski in this episode than maybe people realized on the first watch yeah. because Volkov was just chewing all the scenery. <laughs> it was, um, you know, the, the spotlight was kind of on him, but if you look at her reaction and how she was dealing with it, I think we learn a lot about her mm-hmm. and what kind of a, what kind of a spy she is, what kind of a mother she is. And, and to an extent, what kind of a person she is, but then you have all of this duplicity. And so how much of it can you really believe? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She's complicated. Yeah, yes. and, and and we also have to think about um, this would have been roughly the end, almost the end of the original season four, um, and they found out that they got a huge back order, um, and so this block was supposed to be about finding Mama B, but mm-hmm. it does raise questions about what are they going to do to amp up season four point five? Like, what what are they going to do in the next block of episodes? Because I don't know if Volkov, as he is now, is is enough of an enemy on his own to support yeah. the back half of the season. Uh, it it does make me think that there's got to be a greater danger mm-hmm. that surfaces. Yeah, he's I don't know, he's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we were getting to the halfway mark in this episode, I was thinking, now wait a minute, aren't they supposed to be at Thanksgiving dinner? At some point here, you know, aren't they supposed to be eating leftovers? When does that come into play? How are they going to get from here to there? Mm-hmm. And I did not see that setup coming at all. I mean, who would have predicted that Volkov would be playing charades in the Bartowski yeah. house? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> nobody saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's so, so unpredictable. And I, I can't even guess where it's going. Mm-hmm. And not even guess. Yeah. I don't know. Which, which is a good position to be in. That's yeah. true. Maybe they'll kidnap the baby. 
<laughs> no. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll have like a three or four episode arc where they're trying to find Ellie and the baby or something. Oh. <laughs> the, the, ba- <gasps> the baby Dude. will flash. What? No, wait, you guys. <laughs> well, yeah, right? But But wait, what if? What if? They find out Ellie's skill in this area because I don't think they, you know, she hasn't revealed to anybody what she did. Mm-hmm. Devin knows and he told Chuck, but that's it. Mm-hmm. So what if Volkov finds out that Ellie has this kind of intelligence, this kind of skill, mm-hmm. and tries to force her to build him his own intersect? Yeah. Oh, kidnaps her. Now that's yeah, something. Exactly. Like, with the, like, before she has the baby, she has the baby in capti- captivity, yeah. or with a newborn or something. I mean, can you Ooh, imagine that would be Devin? Dramatic. Oh, that would yeah. be really dramatic. That would bring Devin right back to check, asking him to spy and get involved. Mm-hmm. Talk yeah. about Rambo Devin. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Some so some interesting places it can go, and. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to January 17th. And, and I'm loving the fact, like, I I really missed when Heroes was canceled because I love that one-two punch on Monday nights. I love mm-hmm. having guys over to watch Chuck, but it was like guys drive 25 minutes to come to my place for one episode and then they go back home. It's it's nice to have a, a cool action show to be paired up with, with Chuck in the new year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And Summer Glau, who yeah. uh, everybody loves. <laughs> And James Frain. And James yeah. Frain. Yeah. yeah. For every for every Summer Glau reference you throw out, we're going to do a James Frain. I'm okay. Right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so that's uh, I guess about all we have to discuss for the episode. And inter- interestingly, we don't have any spoilers this week. Nope. There's just not much out there because it's such a long time until the next episode. So. Um, we'll be bringing you some things closer to January 17th, but for now, enjoy some non, a non-spoiler, uh, podcast. Yep. And, uh, and I guess, uh, why don't, why don't we end the podcast with, uh, with the sponsor message and, uh, and then we'll roll right in to discussing our, our schedule for the next few weeks, which is actually enjoying Christmas. And then we'll be back. I think we'll probably have a podcast before January 17th. Um, because I, usually there's some new news that happens in, in when the new year hits. And so mm-hmm. watch for us in the early part of January. Of course, you'll be watching ChuckTV.net all the time. Um, and you'll, you'll see there what's happening. But probably we'll have one podcast in early January. And then we'll pick up our weekly podcasts again once Chuck is back January 17th. Um, but uh, we do absolutely, once again, want to remind you, um, to use Chuckazon and, and our Amazon.com and .ca links for your Christmas shopping. And just have a great, great holiday and uh, and relax and enjoy it because you worked hard to get Chuck back and you deserve it. Indeed. That's right. That's right. And remember, if you have questions or comments to share, please he- email us at mail at chuckpodcast.com. Be, be, so the uh, email system doesn't go on hiatus. So yeah. you, <laughs> be sure to join us on ChuckTV.net on Monday, December 6th at 8, 7 central to rewatch the first two episodes of season four. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun. Yep. Yeah. And please do vote for us at the podcast awards. That's podcastawards.com. Um, 
And remember to check chucktv.net daily for cool back episodes, our favorite podcasts. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, boy, that's all we got. Kind of nostalgic. The year yeah. ending. We'll see you I'm next year, play. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget, though, that next week is when the TV Guide cover poll winner is revealed. Mm. That should be on Monday the 6th, I think, is, is the date. So. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Happy Christmas. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you in the new year. Bye bye. Good one. Happy holidays. And now we want to thank our sponsors, IELabs.com, makers of award-winning ActionBlue AVCHD conversion software, which offers full HD videos on regular DVD discs. It even works with HD clips with, from the newest iPhone 4. You can get your free trial of the software at IELabs.com. We also want to thank MovieMorons.com for supporting Check Versus the Podcast. Movie Morons is a podcast all about film. So if you are inclined to find out what movies you should be watching this fall, check out moviemorons.com. And serianjunkies.de. We want to thank them for supporting us as well. Hello, this is Christina Caramel from Serien Junkies TV. Are you addicted to TV shows? Be our guests and learn the latest news and reflections on what's going on in the world of TV series. Well, our show is in German, but maybe you want to drop in anyway? Then visit www.serienjunkies.de and watch out for our video podcast. See you.